You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast, episode number 58. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Hey there, Amy Porterfield here, and welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful day, and thanks so much for tuning in. Now, today's style of show is just a little bit different. Today, I'm doing a Q&A. I went on my Facebook page a week or so ago, and I asked, what questions do you have about Facebook marketing or online marketing in general about growing your business? Where are you stuck? Where do you have questions? What do you want to know? And you might not be surprised to hear that about 99.9% of the people asked questions about Facebook and something really interesting happened. And I thought, wow, I'm going to jump on this opportunity to start reframing how you're looking at Facebook because the questions that were asked are questions that are going to send you down a rabbit hole when it comes to getting results on Facebook. And I'll tell you a little bit more about what I mean about that when we get to the questions, but the questions made me realize, wow, you're looking at Facebook in a way that's not going to serve you. And so I feel like it's my mission to help you get major results with Facebook marketing and online marketing. So we're going to address that. Okay. So this first question is from Larissa and Larissa says, how do I increase my Facebook followers? It seems I have hit a plateau. Also, I don't want to spend copious amounts of money with Facebook ads. I feel they keep changing the algorithm just to line their pockets by making you pay for advertising through them and no one will see your post. Yikes. So Larissa, you definitely have a pretty negative view in terms of how Facebook and Facebook ads are working for businesses. And that's okay. I get it. If you are using Facebook and it changes on you all the time and it gets confusing and you're not seeing results with Facebook ads, of course you feel like they're lining their pockets and changing things on you all the time. This is where we need to do a reframe. Because when you look at Facebook advertising, I want you to see it as a way to generate revenue for you so that you can take a little bit of that revenue and put it back in your ads, then take the rest of the revenue and use it as profits. So of course I would never want you to use Facebook ads if you're not generating revenue with it. And so if if you feel this way about Facebook ads, then they likely haven't been working for you. So that's where I wanna talk about this holistic approach to Facebook marketing. I believe that every single business should have a social media sales funnel. And a social media sales funnel is just a way to turn your fans and followers into subscribers on your email list, and then turn those subscribers into paying clients. Now that's the seven steps I teach in the webinar, but the thing is, I want you to look at it as a bigger approach, meaning Facebook ads cannot live on their own, and Facebook marketing cannot solely work on its own as well. You need to put it inside a sales funnel. So the sales funnel, just really briefly what it looks like, is that you create a giveaway, a free, valuable giveaway, like a cheat sheet or a checklist or some kind of blueprint or a short report that gives immense value to your audience. Notice everything I just mentioned is very simple. I don't think you should create a webinar as your first giveaway you've ever created 
or I don't think you should do a five-part video series, a cheat sheet, checklist, some kind of PDF that's really valuable will do the trick. Once you do that, you're going to build an opt-in page. You're going to send traffic to an opt-in page where people can give you their name and email. You all know that I love lead pages. I think it is the best tool out there. If you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash new leads, I just recorded a new webinar all about how to use lead pages to build your opt-in pages and your sales pages and every page on the web that you need to actually use for your marketing. Lead pages is that tool. So amyporterfield.com forward slash new leads. You can check it out. But once you build your opt-in page, then you're actually going to build your targeting for your Facebook ads. So we've got our lead magnet. We've got our opt-in page. Now we need to make sure that we're targeting the right people. And for those just starting out, I believe that you should only target other Facebook pages. Try to look for the pages that have a lot of fans and a lot of engagement. Those pages tend to be the ones that are easily targetable. Is that a word? I think it is. So you want to think about who should you target. And the way you decide on that is you think, okay, who has my audience right now? Who has a following that is perfect for what I'm selling? Who does my audience look to as mentors or companies that they really respect? Who are those people? Those are the people you want to target. So once you get really clear on the targeting, the next step is to create a Facebook ad. But it doesn't stop there. It doesn't mean you get a lead magnet and an opt-in page. You figure out who you're going to target and you run an ad and then hope that those ads are going to work for you. Larissa, your question really made me want to address this because once you run your Facebook ad, you're going to start growing your email list. You're running traffic to your opt-in page with your Facebook ad. The next step is overshadowed so often, and that is you need to create an email autoresponder series. So what does that look like? Well, the first email you send when someone joins your email list is, hey, thanks for signing up for my cheat sheet. Here it is as promised. So you send them what you promised to give them. The very next day, I want you to send them another email. And I want you to say, hey, did you check out my cheat sheet? It's really valuable. On page two, you'll learn X, Y, Z. So kind of tease them to get them to want to download it. The reason is your cheat sheet is really valuable in terms of building relationships. So you want them to download it. You want them to apply it. You want them to get a quick win from it. It's important that they engage with your free giveaway. But once you remind them to get it, now it's time to start building relationship, adding value and promoting. So telling people how they can do business with you, what they can do to take that next step to dive deeper in whatever topic it is that you teach or you sell or whatever it is that your program is about. But the thing is, you can't just sell one time. So that's why it's called an autoresponder series. Now you're going to send out a series of emails, maybe over the next two weeks, where you're telling stories and offering value and giving tips and strategies, but also telling people what you have for sale. So it should only be one thing in each email. You continue to talk about that one program, product, or service that you have, but you're introducing it in new ways, talking about the benefits, what's in it for them, the results they can see, the students that have already gone through your program. These are the things you're talking about in these emails, but you need at least three or four of these emails in your sequence. One email is not going to do it for you. I've learned over the last few years that the money is not necessarily in the list. You've heard that before, right? The money's in the list. Grow your email list so you can make a lot of money. 
the profits are really inside the core messaging in those emails. Meaning if you get that core messaging right, if you know your audience, you know what they need, you know what they want, and you really speak to them in a way that says, I get it. I know your frustrations. I know where your challenges are. Here's the solution. But using the words that they use and the phrases they use and also really connecting with them emotionally through those emails, that is what is going to move the needle in terms of getting more profits, more sales for your business. So a big step in the social media sales funnel is building out those emails. And then the final step, once you have your lead magnet and your opt-in page and you get clear on the other Facebook pages you're going to target and you create your ad to market your lead magnet and you create the email so that when people join your list, you're actually starting to communicate with them regularly. The final step is to create a sales page. So when people actually read your email and they say, okay, this sounds good. I I want this or I want to know more. They click a link in your email and they go to your sales page. And that sales page is really important. It needs to speak to them in every which way possible in terms of, I get you. I understand what you need. Here's all the details, the features of my program, product, or service, the benefits. Here's how you sign up. So that kind of seems like a lot, right? But the reason I wanted to address this is because all these questions I got asked on my Facebook page, people were asking things like, how do I get more Facebook fans? Or Larissa saying, you know, I don't want to spend any more money with Facebook. They just want to line their pockets. I know story after story, success story after success story of people that use Facebook ads and every day are making more money than they're putting in. So I can promise you, I would never, ever teach a strategy where I thought the company was just lining their pockets with money and they were screwing all of us. That is not what is happening. But Larissa, when you look at Facebook as, you know, Facebook ads and a place to get more Facebook fans and you don't put it inside a social media sales funnel, well, that's when you start to see challenges. That's when you start to hate Facebook, quite honestly. So I totally can sympathize with your frustration there. I want you to start looking at the holistic approach. I want you to have a social media sales funnel to make it really work for your business. Okay, so moving on to another question, similar, but I want to do another take on it. And this question is from Tony. And Tony says, we have a children's clothing website. We have 4,000 odd likes, but only 700 people have signed up for our newsletter. What is the best way to get Facebook likes to sign up? And I won't go through all seven steps again, but again, I want to point out that a lot of people, and Tony, you're not alone, a lot of people are focused on how many likes they have and they are concerned saying, my fans aren't seeing my post. I post on my Facebook page and maybe get two or three likes. I mean, there's no doubt that free organic reach is down on Facebook. You could post on your Facebook page and I can guarantee you only a tiny portion of your fans are going to see those posts. When I tell you that, a lot of people will say, well, then Facebook is a joke. I'm not using Facebook. And why should I ever have to pay to get my fans to see my post? And you have a valid concern there. You have a valid argument. It really kind of sucks, to be quite honest, to say, I worked hard to get all these Facebook fans and now they're not even seeing my post. So you could be frustrated and you could jump ship and say Facebook doesn't work anymore, or you could start to look at Facebook differently. 
So to answer your question, Tony, what's the best way to get Facebook likes, fans, she's saying, to sign up? Well, the first thing is you need to make sure that what they're signing up for is valuable. Usually a newsletter is not something that people are most interested in, especially today with so much competition out there to get your name and email. So I often say, if you have a newsletter that you've been running for a few years, it's been working really good, you know you get a great response, awesome. Keep doing what's working. But if you're just starting out or if you're struggling to get people to sign up for your free giveaway and it's a newsletter, let's change that up. I don't think a newsletter is a great way to entice a colder audience, meaning these people on Facebook might not really know you intimately yet or trust you, and maybe they don't want to receive something from you every single week just yet. They don't know if they like you that much. So let's give them that quick win. So I want you to start to think about, Tony, what's a different type of lead magnet you can create? And it says that you are in a children's, you have a children's clothing website. So maybe it's a discount. Maybe it's free shipping. It's something to get them to want to buy quicker. Usually with a physical product, give a lead magnet that makes them want to buy and helps them make that decision to buy quicker. Now, if you're like me and you're in the info marketing business, meaning you have a product and it's information, then we want to give them something of great value that they can apply to get quick results, that quick win. So you might've seen a free giveaway that I recently created called the Product Maximizer. And the Product Maximizer was a free report that I created, and it was four different ways to make more sales online. And I created that for two reasons. One, I did a survey and I knew that the number one thing my audience needed was more sales. So I knew it was going to be valuable, And two, it's fully aligned with what I teach. The social media sales funnel is how to make more sales online. So the two were totally aligned. I tell you all of this because you need to make sure that what you give away is something that is going to be truly valuable to your audience. Then you don't have to work that hard to get them to want to sign up. So for you, Tony, I want to encourage you to do two things. Create a new valuable giveaway, a quick win. And use that quick win across all social media sites. Pin it on Pinterest. Create an image for it on Instagram. Put it on your Facebook page. Use it on Twitter. You can use your lead magnets for free organic traffic across all social media sites. But then, Tony, I'd love to see you experiment with Facebook ads. Create one ad where you maybe put $10 a day toward it for, let's say, three or four days, if that's okay with your budget and see what happens. Target those 4,000 Facebook fans. Let's get them to see the ad and join your email list. That is going to be the best way for you to actually move your fans to become leads. Because I think Facebook, the number one where it's most valuable is to turn fans into email subscribers. Once I've got you on my list, I can build a genuine relationship with you. There's a lot more competition on Facebook, and it's really hard to do that. So your job, Tony, is to give them something of great value. And if that means using Facebook ads to get them on your list, and then you convert them into buying the children's clothing, well, then that's worth it to you. You already have something to sell. So I would think that Facebook advertising would actually generate revenue for you. But notice I'm not just saying run ads to your sales page. Rarely will you ever see me run a Facebook ad to my sales page. 
I would never do that except if you just visited my sales page. I have a program running right now. Let's say you went to my sales page and you didn't buy yet. You might see a retargeting ad where I remind you that program is open and you can go check it out. That's the only time you'd ever see an ad from me that goes directly to a sales page. Before that, I only give you free valuable content in my ads. And so it's part of a bigger sales funnel. So that means, Tony, you want to build out those emails and you want to build that relationship with them. And you want to make sure that wherever you're sending your email traffic, it's customized in a way that's going to get people to want to buy. So again, we're looking at this as a more holistic approach. So obviously this podcast episode has a theme to it. And that is look at Facebook differently. Don't use Facebook on its own and find a way to create your own social media sales funnel so you can bring Facebook into it. And I want to repeat something one more time. I would never, ever encourage you to use Facebook ads if they're costing you more money than they're making you. That's why I want to put Facebook into a sales funnel. So when people sign up for your email list, your lead magnet, now we're using email marketing to sell them into a product program or service. So I want you to make money with the sales funnel. I don't want you to spend a bunch of money on ads and not make any money in return, of course. Okay, here's another great question. This is from Kate and Kate says, I'm gradually realizing that organic reach has been pitiful in my recent post. She says, I have 1,700 fans and an average reach of 25 people per post. I know, horrible, right? I totally get it, Kate. Kate says, I boosted a post for the first time yesterday. I got more likes and engagement, and it was seen by 2,500 people, which is really good compared to the 25. She says, is this the way forward? Is there any point in actually not boosting a post anymore and relying on people seeing it organically? Thanks in advance and look forward to your next broadcast. So here's the deal, Kate. This again, I'm so glad you asked this question because I want to reframe you a bit. So you're saying I post on my Facebook page, hardly anybody sees it. So I've tried to boost a post. And for those of you who don't know, boosting a post means you're spending a little money to get more people, more of your fans usually to see that post. I don't think that is the best use of your money. What I'd like to see you do is if you're going to spend money, instead of boosting a post, spend money on an ad that gets people to sign up for your lead magnet because I'd rather you engage with them inside email marketing versus worrying about how many people are seeing your post on Facebook. Because if you're already gonna spend the money, if you're open to maybe spending a little bit of money with boosted posts, then let's reframe the way you're looking at things and use that money inside a social media sales funnel where everything is working with each other in order to turn fans into paying clients. So those of you who are boosting posts, I really don't think it's a good use of your money. Now, if you're boosting a post that is actually sending people to an opt-in page, well, that's a little bit different. But let me tell you why I still wouldn't boost a post if you want to get a little bit more sophisticated with your Facebook marketing. Boosted posts are limited in terms of who you're tracking, who you're targeting, and how many people you can reach. And if you put your ad inside an ad campaign, whether you use the Facebook creator tool, or if you use the power editor, there's a few more bells and whistles that actually matter. You can target smarter. You can set up your ad in a way that it will convert better. 
So I wouldn't use boosted posts on a regular basis, even if you're driving traffic to an opt-in page. I'd put it inside of the Facebook ads creator tool or the power editor and do it the right way. It's just one extra step that actually is worth it. But again, Kate, don't worry so much about that organic reach. You're right. It's terrible. But remember, I'm able to create a social media sales funnel that grows my list by hundreds every single day, turning Facebook fans and even cold traffic on Facebook into subscribers on my email list. And then every day I'm able to generate $1,000 to $2,000 from my existing list. That means when I go to bed at night, I know that my business is working for me. Now, I'm not cheesy enough to say, make money while you sleep, because I hate when people talk about that because it makes it sound so easy. Simple and easy are not necessarily the same thing. I'm teaching people how to create a simple social media sales funnel so that you're consistently generating revenue. Sure, it might happen when you sleep. That's a great perk. But here's the more important thing to think about. When you're able to generate revenue in your business on a consistent basis, what does that open the doors for in other areas of your business? That means that you're not hustling to find your next customer. And instead, you can actually go and focus on the areas of your business that you know you do the best work. Instead of worrying about where the next dollar is coming from, you get to finally finish that product that you've been working on forever. Or you can start a new project that you've been dying to create. Or you could take a little time away from the computer and go spend it with your family. You know, we all talk about freedom when we're talking about building our business. But there's no freedom when, the, when you're not generating revenue. It almost feels like you're imprisoned. And I know this because, and I talk about this in that webinar, that masterclass that I have coming up literally in just a day or so if you're listening to this when this goes live. But I talk about how my first year of business was really, really messy and I felt very imprisoned. There was no freedom to be had. So I want to talk about that because I addressed Kate's question about boosting a post. I think that a better solution would be to put that inside a social media sales funnel. But one of the first questions I got was from Tara and Tara said, I would love to see a visual of how your business blossomed. I mean, there are so many things we'd like to do in our business, but how did you prioritize the tasks over the years? And most of all, what makes sense to do what, when? Now, I wanted to address this one, and you probably, if you've been following me for a while, you might have heard my story of what the business looked like in the beginning, but I want to reiterate that here because it perfectly ties into creating a system in your business, which is what we're talking about today. So back in 2010, I had quit my corporate job, and at that time, I had decided I was going to take some social media consulting clients because I wanted to quit my corporate job and create online training programs but I didn't have a program that I was going to sell yet and I needed to make money. So again, I'll fast forward because most of you have heard the story, but I started taking clients and I did that all through 2010 and I did that all through 2011. And by the end of 2011, I looked at my business and thought freedom is a joke. There's no freedom whatsoever. I had eight bosses because I was a consultant to eight companies and they were telling me what they wanted, when they wanted it and how it was going to get done. It was just crazy. I was a yes machine saying yes to anything that came my way because I needed to make money. And I was not at all doing what I wanted to do in my business, which was create online training programs. So 
So around that time is when I actually realized I hate my business. This is not fun whatsoever. And quite honestly, working 60, 70, 80 hours a week at Tony Robbins looked way better at this point than what I had created. So I could have jumped ship and thought, let's just go back to corporate because it's a way more safe. And at least I get some vacations, some mandatory vacations in there. But instead, I realized I need to change my business. So in early 2012 is when I finally started to put together a system in my business. And I got my lead magnet together and my opt-in page, and I created my online training program. I had created a little stuff before that, that completely bombed because I had no system, meaning I had no list to market to. And so my first attempts at online training programs were kind of a joke in 2010, 2011. I tried to do it when I had clients. But anyone who has clients knows that it is almost impossible to try to get everything done in terms of if you're creating a program or a product when you're also servicing a bunch of clients as well. It's very difficult. So I tried to do it. It miserably failed. But in 2012, finally, I got the system together. And ever since I had an online training program to sell, which was always my goal, and I had a lead magnet and an opt-in page, and I fell in love with Facebook ads really in 2012 is when I finally realized how to make them work. Everything changed. I got rid of all my clients. The only way I make money today is with online training programs. And I don't even have that many. I have two. One is a Facebook 101 program. That's just $97. So I have two online training programs that fuel my business and they fuel my business because first I grow a list with a lead magnet. It's all part of the social media sales funnel. It's truly how I run my business. So Tara, I'm really glad you asked, you know, how my business has blossomed. Well, it's blossomed through a system. I don't have a lot of stuff going on. There's not a lot of bells and whistles to my business. I do affiliate marketing for a few partners that I really love. B-School is one of them. You guys probably heard me talk about them in February. Lead pages to me is the most most valuable tool you can have in your business right now. So I'm always talking about lead pages. And those usually are the two big ones for me. And then I've got my two products. So a few things maybe on the on the edges of the business, but that's it. I tell you all of this because you don't need a lot of stuff going on in your business to succeed. And if I added many more things to my business or I added a bigger team, I wouldn't personally love what I do. I like to keep things simple. I like to have the flexibility to do less, but actually create more, make a bigger impact with my audience. But Tara just asked a great question about, you know, where do I focus? When do I focus on those things? How does it all come together? Get a social media sales funnel together, Tara, so that you have consistent revenue. Just focus on that. Get your lead magnet, your opt-in page, get your Facebook ads running, write those emails, create a simple sales page. And once revenue is coming in for you, then you can start to add on the bigger projects that you want in your business. But I don't want you to worry about where the next dollar is coming from as you try to be creative and as you try to feel inspired about what you're doing in your business. Worrying about sales, worrying about how you're going to make sales or the fact that you're not making sales can really squash your inspiration and can really take a toll on your creativity and your confidence. And I think that's just why I'm so passionate about talking about getting a system together in your business so that you actually don't have to worry about it when you lay your head on the pillow at nighttime. Instead, you can be excited about the projects you're working on. 
So I know this show was a little bit different than my others, and I promise to get back to, how do they say it? You know, a regularly planned show is coming up next week or whatever, but I'll get back into how I usually do my shows. But this time, I just wanted to spend some time on reframing how you look at Facebook. I'll say it again. Facebook is the most powerful social media platform out there, and I use it every single day, but I don't use it on its own. I don't worry about how many fans I have. And yeah, that's easy for me to say because I have over 100,000 fans, but I've never really worried about how many fans I have. And I don't worry about engagement. Of course, I want engagement on my Facebook page. And of course, I post regularly and I want people to see my post, but I can't control that. What I can control is my social media sales funnel. I can put a lot of great energy into that lead magnet and that opt-in page and those emails And I could get to know my audience more. So I write emails that really resonate. That's the stuff I can control. That's where I'm going to focus my time. And that's what I want for you as well. I want you to see consistent sales. So if you think about it, if you had a plan in place, imagine all the other things that you could focus on. Let's do that real quick before we wrap up. If you had a social media sales funnel, so like a system running in your business in the background, It can be on autopilot. It's running in the background. And let's say it's making $5,000 a month for you. It's about on average $166 a day. So I always say if you have a $100 product, it's like a a product and a half-ish every single day. Let's say you were able to sell a product and a half every single day via your sales funnel. So you're making an extra $5,000 a month. What does that mean in terms of what does that free you up to create or work on or dive into or step out of? What do you get to say no to instead of yes to if that's where you're at right now? What does that mean for your business? I think it opens up some amazing possibilities and I would love for that to happen inside of your business as well. So there you have it. Thank you so very much for being with me here today. Thank you to Larissa and Tara and Kate And there was one more, Tony, for your questions about Facebook, because although the questions I think could send you down a rabbit hole, if you just approach Facebook in the way all of you ladies have been talking about it, you're not alone. That's how many people are viewing Facebook. And of course, that's why they're frustrated with Facebook. I would jump ship with Facebook if I felt like they were lining their pockets and not producing for me. I would jump ship on Facebook if I worried about not having enough fans join my email list or posting on Facebook and only getting 25 likes or shares, I'd be mad at Facebook too. But I figured out a way how to pull Facebook into a holistic approach in terms of my marketing. And I make Facebook work for me versus me struggle or be frustrated about how Facebook works. So try it on, see how it might work. Join me in my webinar. Again, you literally only have a few days, amyporterfield.com forward slash system. I would love to see you there. And if you do decide to create a social media sales funnel, please do keep me informed. I love to hear stories like that. So you can visit me on my Facebook page and tell me all about it. I hope you have a wonderful day. Next week, we're going to be talking about how to create a sales page headline that grabs the attention of your perfect audience. Does that sound pretty sexy? I think it does. So we're going to be talking about creating the perfect headline for your sales page so you definitely wow your audience and grab their attention. It's a really cool little exercise I'm going to put you through. So make sure to join me next week as well. 
Thanks again for being here. Have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.